listening to the Soggy Bottom Girls podcast, exploring all things on the Great British Baking Show with your hosts, Alison Roche and Lisa Vukmirovic. Hi, I'm Alison. And I'm Lisa. And we're the Soggy Bottom Girls. Lisa, it's the final. The final. <laughs> the, the first final of our podcast series as well. Yeah, I can't believe it. And you think about people like Durette and Ugne and Elvin and it seems like that was a hundred years ago. I was just going to say, it seems like a hundred years ago. Who's Ugne? But they are still rock stars. Feels like it's been this power three for the last few episodes. So it's, it's down to Nadia, Ian and Tamal. And Mm I don't know. Do you think anybody else deserves to be there? Or do you think this is a good final three? No, I think that from the beginning, all three of these people were very consistent and they just got the, the low hanging fruit was picked off as it should have been picked off. And I feel like we've said it before, they've done all they can do. They've done the yeah. best they can do. And now it's their time to go. And these, these three have been powerhouses the whole time. Look at all the star bakers. Look at all the amazing things. Look at all the handshakes. So, yes, I think this is a perfect finale. Yeah, time. so I guess between the three of them, they have seven of the star baker titles. So when you look at it that way. You're much better at keeping track of that than I. Yeah, Tamal only <laughs> had one, didn't he? He did. Yeah. He did. Well, I like this when it gets to this point because you get to see a little background, a little peek into Aww. their their little home life worlds. And I love um, it. I yeah. love it. I hate it when at the beginning, you know, when they're showing a little bit about somebody and it's literally like a nanosecond of them in their right. home. And you right. think, oh, yeah, they sent a whole crew over there. <laughs> and you blinked. You literally you blink and you miss it. And you re- it leaves you wanting more because we always want to be invested in these contestants, right? Isn't that the part of the drama that draws us in? Absolutely. Um, so Absolutely. yes, like the sister, Tamal's sister. Oh, she starts crying. Yeah, that was super sweet and very sweet. clearly. Clearly, Nadia has a lot of home support. Her husband seems really. Mm-hmm. Um, great about that. I did notice Nettie has the purple KitchenAid mixer. Did you see that? It's like violet. <gasps> I didn't. I'll have to go back and check because mine is red and yours is orange, uh-huh. isn't it? It mm-hmm. is. I loved how Nadia's husband said she's doing something for herself. She's finally doing something for herself because what? She has three children. Her whole life is probably right there in that house. And then she stepped it up. I'm. This is This is for me. This is for me. They don't ever, they don't ever really state it out, but I think she, she's got to be a stay at home mom. They don't, I don't think they ever call her that, do they? But I think she is. She must be. I don't think she works outside of the home at this time when it's being filmed. Right. Yep. Boy, did that change. Okay. Yes, it did. (laughs) And then our friend Ian, a, uh, an international photographer, Mm -hmm, kind of mm -hmm. a international, you know, guy about town. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And he, I think, says in the beginning, he's from a village of 400 people, I believe. So very small area. And yeah, I thought his his wife, too, was really sweet and supportive. And his town is called 
Cambridgeshire or are you Cambridgeshire? Cambridgeshire? Is that what you would say, Cambridgeshire? Oh gosh, it sounds so Shire, incredibly British, and it just gives me all the good mm-hmm. British feelings. I want mm-hmm. to go to Cambridgeshire, and mm-hmm. she just wanted to go to the tea party. Please sign up so I can go to the tea party. <laughs> Got it. Um, I wonder if they maybe they live near where the actual baking show is filmed. Could be. Why else would she say that? Well, I guess if you think of it as the size of one of our states. Right. I always you know. can compare it to Florida. They say it's Florida. about the size of Florida. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So you could pretty much travel, I guess, if you needed to within a day. Yeah. If you needed to go. Well, the signature was filled iced buns. Um, I guess you use an enriched dough for that. I'm yes. trying to think so. Would the dough be, were they sweetening their doughs really? Or was it yes. all based on the filling? They were. No, because remember they said um, when Ian had so much trouble with his two, he did two batches of dough and one of them, he forgot to add the sugar. Oh, that's right. And yep, it didn't right. bake right. And he had mm-hmm. to bake it longer. Um, I just want to talk about those filled buns because I'm on a lot of Facebook pages that like one of mine is called Paul Hollywood. You can bake me a pie anytime. That's the name of the group. <laughs> just love it. But um, people try some of the bakes and people say it tastes kind of like a hot dog bun that's filled. And I'm not interested in that. Are you interested in that? <laughs> I am not interested in that. And that yeah. is kind of what I, I was almost thinking like a Wonder Bread bun when you said that and how yeah. that is light sweetness to it um no i'm not really interested in that of course as usual their fillings were very yes interesting sounding um you know a uh, citrus marmalade and delish caramel creme pat and apples. an apple yeah. can't go wrong but i think i would rather see that inside of like a pat of shoe type you know um i just i we're so used to that squishy white bun being for mm-hmm. meat, I mm-hmm. guess, you know, mm-hmm. pulled some pulled pork in there. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I miss too the importance of doing it as a batch bake. I, I didn't understand why that was important. You had to have them touching yeah. and it would show the tear. Mm-hmm. And then, like you know, if bun. you did that with something else, they'd be like, how dare you let the buns touch? Hmm. So that's just the way it is. That's a weird part of the brief. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I, I think that none of them had huge fails. Uh, Ian's of course, the, the one that he didn't have the sugar to wasn't, Mm -hmm. wasn't right. But um, tamales were good. And I'm surprised Nadia didn't pull out some weird. Bubblegum flavor. Set of flavors there, but. I boiled down a half gallon of pistachio ice cream for 36 hours. And this is the essence that I piped into my filled buns. <laughs> Sorry, Nadia, I would never make fun of you, but you are amazing with your extracts and flavors and things. But yeah, um, she did those two shapes as well. So maybe that helped her a little bit to be creative or is it drained from the brief? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Did anybody stand out to you? Did you feel like there was a leader after that? Probably Nadia, for yeah. real. You know, because you think the um, Ian left out the sugar in one, and then mm-hmm. Tamal had so much trouble with the creme pat. Do you remember 
Mm-hmm. They said his mm-hmm. crumpet, um, he cooked it for, oh. or chilled it. He chilled it for too long and he couldn't even put it in. Right. So both at that point, Tamal and Ian made a very small mistake while Nadia was pretty much, you know, spot on. Mm-hmm. I guess. Sour, sour cherries and nutmeg. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I guess. I don't know. But I think Mary Berry said they were most tempting. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. She probably was ahead in the te- uh, after the signature. Mm-hmm. Um, the technical, they had said they put together just for those three because of them all having sort of issues with um, their pastry in the past. The technical was Neil Foy. Yes. Neil Foy. Mm-hmm. I, it was, it looked very frustrating to me. Like, how does it stay? How do all the three levels of the thin, thin, thin pastry stay? Yes. In that little sandwich. And you could hear the frustration. I was like, <laughs> how do you, how do you, how, how, right. how? I'm like, I feel right. you, Nadia. Absolutely. You're standing up around pieces of fruit and then you're taking a bite of that huge thing. I don't know how it wouldn't just fall apart. Period. Right. It was. It looked pretty. It did. Yeah. It looked pretty, but it didn't seem like something that we, would be very enjoyable to eat. Just my own, you know, personal whatever. Well, again, with the fondant, you know, here, here, I'm disappointed. I've made cakes with fondant. I don't think it tastes good at all. Mm -mm. And it's just sort of a decorative element that makes it really smooth and you can do really nice um, decor on top. Um, Fondant pops up a lot here. And again, I think that's a cultural sweet tooth thing that maybe it gives them something else besides the sweetness that we would look for. Right. How is that good to stripe that? fondant in a thin layer and then glue it on i i don't know i don't know i feel like we've seen it in several different forms you know she makes hers with the marshmallow in the Mm -hmm. showstopper but we also saw it in the middle of the mocha teens do you remember that was a fondant and and there it was a technical so they just said make a fondant Mm -hmm. and it they poured it it was a poured thing so you know we've seen it rolled We've seen it poured and now we've seen it like strips mm-hmm. Wh- to me didn't seem like the kind of fondant that you and I would have seen yeah. the smooth kind of powdery marshmallowy. Right. One. But whenever right. I had fondant, which isn't very often, I'm not a big cake fan as I've told you before, but we went to a, a lovely friend's wedding and the cake was turquoise with the fondant and the cake was lovely, but we peeled the fondant off and just ate the, mm-hmm. ate the buttercream underneath. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. But I guess some people really like it. I just don't know what it brings to the table, honestly. And I've made wedding cakes with fondant on it and it was strictly for the look, mm-hmm. nothing for the taste. And I think I used buttercream underneath too, to give it a little bit of, taste. Um, I must I admit, know. I've never made a wedding cake and I have to admit I've never made fondant. But I do have a good friend who um is like a semi-professional. She does cakes for friends and charges a lot, but all of her fondant is made that marshmallow method. The is marshmallow it? with the powdered sugar. Yep. She goes to Aldi would... to get it. <laughs> awesome. Yep. I would like to try that. I would like to try that. If Seems it's easy. just marshmallows with uh Icing sugar. sugar. Yep. Yeah. And that's what she said. It even saves money because, you know, you don't have to 
mm-hmm. put in mm-hmm. all those extra ingredients. So give it a go. Mm-hmm. I want to see. And you can put it on our soggy bottom social media. Okay. Please do it. It's a challenge for you, Allison. <laughs> Bake with well, your son. Tamal came in third. Yeah. Um, Ian came in second. He didn't bond his fondant mm-hmm. to the top. Yeah. Nitpicky, but, um, and Nadia came in first. She sure and, did. And I feel at this point, you know, out of the three, you're like, yeah, Tamal, we love you, but you're probably out of the race now because of the, your, your, uh, creme pat from the first. Um, right. I also would like to add in here. I did some pre research for the show, which we never do, but do you know what Chantilly <laughs> cream is? Chantilly no. cream. It sounds no. super fancy. You remember that song from the fifties? Chantilly, Chantilly lace and pretty face. Pretty face. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. But um, it's just sweetened whipped cream. That's all it is. What? Sweetened whipped what? cream. That's what it says. I always sweeten my whipped cream, so I'm then always making Chantilly cream. Then you're cream. making Chantilly cream. At, at least as far as I researched, and I looked at several different places, and they said they can be used interchangeably. Did, did we really need another word for it then? We couldn't just say sweet and whipped cream. I don't know, but it sure is a pretty thing to say, don't you think? And it makes you think of that fun song from the 50s and the band Sha Na Na, at least for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, please sing it. I used to love Bowser. Okay. I did too. I didn't know we had that in common. Oh gosh, I didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is going quick because there's so few people left, but, yes. you know, on to the showstopper. And Stopper. Uh, Ian was quoted, he did was shown us to say, you know, he thought that he could pull it off with the showstopper like he has in the past, that if he had a really good showstopper that he might be, you know, he might get it. He's uh-huh. relying on his on his previous record to pull it out. And you know what? He pulled it out. He absolutely did. But here's my question. And I think I would ask him this if I ever met him. Why five different carrot cakes? Uh, Do you mean colossal curvy carrot cakes? Yes. But why? I mean, five different. I mean, you you would really have to concentrate. Like, how are these two cakes different? It just seems such a so strange and like an unusual waste of time. To instead of being like, this one's going to be an apple cake. This one's going to be a chocolate cake. This one's going to be. But he was like, these are all five different kinds of carrot cake. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. But I guess well, because there's orange. They, and, some and They did say it has to be one flavor. It can only be one flavor. Oh, sorry. And it has. To, <laughs> That's me not paying has, attention. No, no. I I have watched it so many times and I got new things out of this last watch of the final. Okay. Um, one of the things that I got was Tamal makes this sort of very interpretive um, design of yes, the, a, fishing, the abandoned Chinese fishing village. And he is using his, he's doing a lot of sponge sugar work, which I totally uh, appreciate and mm-hmm recognize the difficulty in that he uses a string to do that main web in between his three cakes that he makes. And the string is in there when the judging. So he used a template of an actual string and you can see it when he's presenting it, which. You think it took away from the final presentation? uh, It seemed a little bit 
I, well, here's my other critique. I'm going to um, piggyback onto it. It seemed a little bit for a final as though, oh, well, don't you want the whole thing to be edible? Well, I guess not because Nadia puts pearls or jewelry around the base of her cakes and on the fronts. And a lot of that was inedible. And hmm. I don't know, I f- feel like that maybe is a purist view, but um you know, Paul seems to in other episodes and other seasons, you know, pull, you don't need any of this, get all this off of here. This isn't edible or this isn't part of it. And I thought it was interesting that in this showstopper, both of them relied on some little things. And I'm not, Mm -hmm. again, I'm being kind of hypercritical because we're doing a podcast about it. It's not something I personally struggle with, but well, you know, sometimes they, they give very specific directions, like with the religious thing in the last episode where they're like, you may not dowel. Oh yes. No doweling, no doweling. It has to be freestanding, no doweling. So, but in this, in this showstopper, they didn't say everything must be edible. Mm, you know um i was watching the gingerbread american bake-off or whatever and they're like 85 percent needs to be gingerbread 95 percent needs to be edible like they lay it out like that so maybe they gave they give the people the parameters ahead of time like yeah if you want to put some decor on here that's not edible this time to make it fancy go ahead but um our friend Ian didn't do it did he He didn't have anything in that no. except for the stand no and I'm guessing he made that stand um oh sure he did have to make his cakes a second time which I thought was wow commendable and then he, mm-hmm. I love the look on his face when he realizes he's forgotten something he's forgotten the oranges adds those in and pulls it off and they they really loved it and how much do you want to eat the best carrot cake that Paul Hollywood has ever eaten <laughs> I would like to try it and I he, they did not talk about um the icing or frosting at all and I'm going to assume it was a cream cheese buttercream of some kind I, guess I don't I remember really get I don't into remember it, it just, it wasn't covered in fondant or anything. It was, mm-hmm. it was, to me, it looked, I mean, it was beautiful. And the carrot that went from layer to layer to layer was really neat. But at the same time, compared to what Nadia did in terms of like elegance, I don't think it was as elegant. I would dare say it was a teensy bit rustic. Would you agree mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. Nadia's was? And I mean, you sometimes that's what you're going for, right? But mm-hmm. Nadia's was very, very elegant. Like, this is my wedding cake. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the finish definitely had a different tone. Yes. To it. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, I felt like the brief was very wide open. You know, just like right. the chocolate week. It was just like, make a chocolate centerpiece. Well, this week, you know. The, the brief is just really wide open. So anyway, they sure did like Nadia's cake, didn't they? They did. She made a lemon drizzle mm-hmm. and covered it in fondant. And made marshmallow fondant. The flowers she made on top were beautiful, but everything else was, like I said, ribbons and the fabric and, and such. So I'm going to just go out on a limb and say the cake must have been fantastic. Um, yeah. Again, the finish was very professional looking. I will say that. And I think that they did appreciate um, the homemade fondant without really knowing 
uh, I mean, Mary Berry seems sort of taken taken aback by like that. Like it's a new but, technique for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the so, fact that she could like bring marshmallows because sometimes you have to make marshmallows, right? You've seen, we've seen people make marshmallows, but um, when he said Nadia, that's done it. That's done it. I think that was after he took a bite, not after he just saw it. So it must have been just really, really, really tasty. Mm-hmm. And a lemon drizzle cake is very, very British. So it probably, you know, spoke to exactly what they wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, Tamal kind of came up with his own sticky toffee pudding fruitcake. And this is so anti what I like. I, the figs, dates, oranges, lemons, prunes jammed in there i think again a very british flavor and i can respect that but mm-hmm. um the sponge sugar and even the concept i thought was kind of interesting despite the string and the yeah. labs and the, the the drippy you know drippy sugar work or whatever it was kind of cool to look at but at the same time i'm like i don't like things to look messy like that and to Mm -hmm. me that was like really really messy but of course it's an abandoned chinese fishing village (laughs) say it out loud you're like really really is that what is that what it is it's so british so british it's not but um yeah it, it was just a little bit messy but you know when you really break it down like as we are as we do nadia's Pretty much deserves it. I mean, she deserved it, right? It was a flawless weekend for her. That is true. You're right. And if you're, I think we've talked about this um, from other episodes. Should it be cumulative? Should it be the whole, looking at the whole length of the show? Or is it that weekend? And ultimately, I think it is. It's that weekend. And she had a great weekend. Mm -hmm. She really did. So can I say what I want us all, all the soggy bottoms out there. I want you mm-hmm. to take these words from Nadia. I want to put this on a shirt, but Nadia would probably sue me. But <laughs> like a, a, this would be a, the most beautiful t-shirt. A, just a cartoon drawing with her head covering, you know, mm-hmm. and her eyebrows mm-hmm. only to represent <laughs> like Nadia. Because her eyebrows are so fantastic, sure. right? And then on the back, this is what it's going to say. I'm never going to put boundaries on myself again. I'm never going to say maybe. I'm never going to say I don't think I can. I can and I will. And every time I say that, every time I read it, every time I hear her say it, I'm like, yes, Nadia. And I get choked up. I always, always start to tear up a little bit. Mm -hmm. I just love that she said that. And I hope that has become her life's motto. You know, I can Mm -hmm. and I will. I just and she, and, yeah. love it. And I think she did take those words to heart. I think she's had nothing but success and I hope happiness um, since I'm sure listeners have seen her other um, things on Netflix, at least promoted. Mm-hmm. And um, she, I love that she genuinely is surprised to win. Um, yeah. I love that she's gracious about it and, even Mary Berry chokes up talking about Nadia winning. And I think this is why I love this season so much. The camaraderie between everybody, I think is real. And Mm -hmm. I love that. 
Definitely. And when Tamal comes down to her children, I'm going to come <laughs> round. I'm going to come round for dinner. Your mom said I could. And it was just like, oh, of course you're going to come around for dinner. Yes, and yes. here's something sad to think about, Allison. We don't get to talk about these guys anymore mm, because I just, yeah. I love all of these these contestants there, all these bakers, you know, you and I have picked them apart up and down, back and forth, inside and out. And I'm going to miss them when we're, when we're not talking about them anymore. I'm going to miss them too. Yeah. Should we go back and do it again? uh, 10 weeks. I think we should. Let's do it again. All right. We will. That was so much fun. And um, I think we need to, you know, rev up and start another season, but in between, I have a new book and I'm going to try some new bakes. Mary Berry's. <laughs> and now where did I put my new book? Mary Berry Baking with Mary Berry is my new cookbook. So I will be trying some of those. I hope you have lots, lots to talk about in terms of baking. Yes, definitely. All right. Take care. That's us. We're done. And dusted. Thank you for listening to the Soggy Bottom Girls podcast. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Soggy Bottom Girls or connect with us at SoggyBottomGirls.com. And may all your bakes be worthy of a Hollywood handshake.